Hey everyone, my name is David Williams, founder and CEO of Karen, and welcome to the Treat Us Right podcast. Our topic for today is what everybody's talking about, coronavirus, and we've got a special guest to help us learn more. It's a treat to introduce my friend and investor of the company, Dr. Jabari Reeves. Dr. Jabari Reeves was raised in East Palo Alto, California, and completed a BS in general science at Morehouse College. He is a board-certified emergency physician who received his master's in business administration concurrently with his medical degree from the Anderson School of Management at UCLA and the Charles Drew UCLA School of Medicine. Since finishing an emergency medicine residency at Alameda County Hospital in 2004, Dr. Reeves has worked in over 30 hospitals in California. He currently runs his own emergency physician locums company, placing doctors in understaffed hospitals across California. Dr. Reeves is also the founder and CEO of Health Media Services, a company specializing in bedside patient engagement tools. It is my pleasure to welcome Dr. Jabari Reeves to the Treat Us Right podcast. Welcome, Dr. Jabari Reeves. It's great to have you. Uh, let's talk about coronavirus. Um, what is coronavirus? Everybody's talking about it. Uh, you'll hear it as COVID-19. And why is it getting so much attention? Well, the coronavirus, while similar to the symptoms that you might see in the flu virus, is actually a more uh, virulent strain that uh, affects the respiratory system and causes um, a severe pneumonia in uh, immunocompromised uh, individuals that are more susceptible to disease based on either age or uh, other health problems they may have. Uh, it seems to affect um, children less so than uh, the elderly. And uh, that reason is because it's believed that because children are exposed to so many different viruses in their uh, age group that uh, their immune system is already ramped up to handle the coronavirus. The problem with the coronavirus is that it is a very long-lived virus, so it stays on surfaces for uh, at least 12 days. Incubation period, uh, meaning that uh, when you first contract the disease and when you start showing symptoms is anywhere from five to seven days. And in that time period, you are still able to uh, share the disease with uh, other individuals. So that means that the transmission is much higher uh, for the coronavirus than, say, the, the regular flu virus that we um, see every year. That's great. And that's great. And so we're hearing out in the news some really staggering numbers. Uh, can you talk about what's going on globally in terms of those infected and, and, and what other numbers we're hearing out there? Sure. The, the coronavirus, you know, uh, as most of you know, originated in the Wuhan province in China and has spread to 90,000 confirmed cases around the world. Now that 90,000 is only confirmed cases that does not take into account the potential cases that aren't being tested for. And so given how uh, virulent uh, the coronavirus is, those numbers are probably likely higher. So far, there have been around 3,000 deaths in the United States. And, you know, we're seeing a couple hundred confirmed cases at this point, uh, and that means there are more. So it's likely that the coronavirus uh, is definitely going to hit the United States in a big way, just like it's hitting other countries, Italy, South Korea, Japan. Um, and at this point, you know, um, they're saying that the Olympics may even be canceled because 
of the, the rates of disease they're seeing in Japan. Um, hopefully that won't be the case, but uh, it's a possibility. Absolutely. I, I heard that as well. Um, you touched on this a moment ago, but uh, you talked about um, who's most vulnerable and you mentioned the elderly. Uh, can you talk about why? Well, so the elderly, just by, you know, the fact that they um, live so long, uh, have weaker immune systems than say the young or, or um, you know, younger uh, people. They also may have other comorbidities like COPD, uh, asthma, diabetes, which also weaken their immune systems. Patients with cancer would also have uh, a more weakened immune system. And so we're seeing the majority of deaths are centered around uh, the elderly and uh, pe people with already weakened immune systems. Now, that being said, the coronavirus uh, lasts, uh, the symptoms last longer uh, than your typical flu virus. So we're seeing that people are uh, suffering for uh, up to two weeks at times, as opposed to the regular flu virus, which normally is five to seven days. Yeah, that is, that is amazing. Um, especially a lot of the Karen users are adult family uh, taking care of their aging parents. What should we do to help, to help them, to help our aging parents? Well, there is no cure uh, or vaccine for the coronavirus. The CDC is saying that that is on the horizon, maybe a year to 18 months from now. So even um, in the hospital, the resources are limited uh, as far as to uh, treating the coronavirus. And it falls in line with the idea of supportive care. So uh, hydration is very important. Controlling people's fevers, Tylenol and Motrin, alternating between the two. When you have a fever, uh, your metabolism is up. You tend to become dehydrated a lot quicker, uh, and therefore uh, your immune system is, is uh, affected by uh, your uh, ability to stay at uh, your optimal uh, hydration status. So uh, most important would be uh, hydration, uh, fever control, and to sequester yourself uh, at home and not expose other people to the disease. And so you know, a lot of times we as uh, individuals want to feel better faster. And the idea is that if I go to my doctor, my emergency room, they're going to have something that makes me feel better and I'll get better quicker. In most cases, that is not what's going to happen. And you ultimately just in, in, end up infecting uh, other people in the environment and, and making uh, an already difficult situation much worse. If that's not a gem from an emergency physician, nothing is. Essentially, you're saying, you know, be able to try to take care of yourself or take care of your loved ones, um, control their fever, make sure they're hydrated, things that you would normally do. But instead of going to your emergency uh, room or your doctor, um, try to wait it out, try to treat it out. Um, that is that is outstanding advice. Because um, one of the questions I have is, what what can we do to take control of our situations for ourselves and our families? And you answered it preemptively. I appreciate. Um, one of the things that you talked about also is like don't don't go to places where there are a lot of people. Um, you know, people travel. Uh, people have conferences to go to. You and I are talking about going to Hims next week, which is a fifty thousand person healthcare conference in Florida. In fact, President Trump is supposed to speak on Monday. Um, what are the what are the, what, what's the advice uh, that you'd have for people who are uh, planning travel um, and, and what kinds of precautions should they take if they are definitely going to take those trips? Yeah, I recently read an article from an infectious disease doctor that answered this specific question about travel. And basically, a lot of people are worried about 
oh, should I take that trip to Australia or to Europe that I had planned? Uh, and the advice is that, you know, traveling through airports or uh, large crowds, uh, what you really want to focus on is hand hygiene and limiting your person-to-person human contact. So that means, you know, if you're touching surfaces to, you know, carry your little bottle of Perel uh, to uh, wash your hands. Also, limiting shaking hands or hugging uh, close human contact. Now, you know, if, if you're asking, you know, should I cancel all travel? I would say no. You know, canceling travel would be advisable only if the fear of contracting the coronavirus is going to make that trip unhappy for you. I would say at this point, you know, there's no reason to, by and large, you know, cancel trips. I would stay away from, you know, countries where the virus has really taken a hold, uh, like uh, South Korea, Japan, uh, Italy. But as far as travel to other countries, uh, I would just, you know, watch for the travel advisories that the, the CDC and our government put out. Do you recommend that people go to their doctor or to the ER if they're having symptoms of coronavirus and then want to get tested? Rather than going to your physician or to the emergency room where you're going to be surrounded by a lot of other sick people um, to get this, um, you know, final confirmation that you have the coronavirus, you most likely will not be able to get that information on a quick visit to your ER. So I would recommend, unless you are showing uh, signs and symptoms of true end-organ failure, my heart rate's 140, I'm feeling dizzy uh, and in need of immediate medical attention, then I just stay at home. That is amazing, amazing advice. Uh, Dr. Reeves, any other thoughts before we conclude? Uh, this has been outstanding. I think uh, Karen users, Karen uh, audience, uh, and others are going to get some real, real value from it. But any other thoughts? David, my one closing thought would be that everyone should get vaccinated for the flu. Uh, we have a vaccine for the flu. If you develop the coronavirus and the flu at the same time, uh, your symptoms will be that much more devastating. By getting the flu vaccine, you lessen your symptoms uh, if you do contract the flu. So uh, that would be my advice to uh, those who have not been vaccinated. Dr. Jabari Reeves, thank you very much for your time. Uh, this has been incredibly, incredibly informative. Uh, and we uh, hope to have you again on the Treat Us Right podcast very, very soon. So everybody out there, take care and be well. Thanks. Yeah.